Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Sergio Aguero, 2012 Manchester City, winning the title. They've built a statue of him now, built a statue of that moment where he tears his shirt off. One of the great moments, Robbie Man- Manchester United of another league title. Anyway, let's head to the north. Andy Buckley, BBC football commentator, joins me. Evening to you, Andy. Welcome. Hello there. How are you? Good, thank you. Look, um, I've got to say, two-all draw between Arsenal, a Liverpool side that you still scratch your head and ask why the season they've had is the season they're having. But I've got some friends who are close Tottenham Hotspur fans who were just desperately hoping that we would beat Arsenal because they don't want Arsenal to win the Premier League. And then I thought of you, Andy, being a Manchester City man and thought, well, maybe we can do Andy Buckley a favour too and halt Arsenal's charge towards the English Premier League title. But it was a two-all draw in the finish and probably a game of two halves. And a lot of people felt that maybe in that second 45, Liverpool probably should have won this game. Certainly, at the end, it looks as though Liverpool were going to pinch it as well. Uh, an amazing comeback and enthralling game summed up the Premier League. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, Manchester City fans will be thinking, well, yeah, Liverpool have done them a favour. Spurs fans will be uh, a little bit smiling a bit more than they have been in recent weeks as well. Uh, but I think it's wide open. I, I, there was a, a view that if Arsenal won at Liverpool, then. Uh, they'd certainly put their stamp on the title race and said, well, you know, stop us if you can. Uh, and now that it's ended in a draw, um, it's in Manchester City's hands. That's the, the facts of it. You know, six points behind with a game in hand. Arsenal still to go to the Etihad uh, later this month. So uh, still a two-horse race and it's wide open. I still think City will drop some points. I don't think they're going to go all the way through to the end of the season uh, with an unblemished record. And it's, it's squeaky bum time for Arsenal and for City, but City have been through that course before. They know uh, what what's in store. Whereas for Arsenal, you know, they, they folded a bit in the second half at Anfield. And uh, does that mean that, that the jitters are going to kick in in the next few weeks? 
Yeah, interesting. Six points separate the two teams, but City do have a game in hand, so arguably three if City can get the job done. Look, I, I want to ask you a little bit about this Arsenal side, Arteta. No one really was picking them prior to the season starting. All the discussion was in and around City, Liverpool. Liverpool, as we said, um, faltered pretty early, and everybody thought, well, OK, it's Manchester City. Where does the strength lie in this Arsenal side? Well, I I've been surprised, to be honest with you, because I didn't think they had the strength in depth to stay the distance, and time will tell whether they do or not. Um, I, I, I think the fact that they brought Jesus and Zinchenko in, two proven winners of titles from Manchester City, um, has been a key ingredient. I think they've instilled the belief into the Arsenal camp and players like Xhaka, who uh, question marks over his discipline and his ability really to to hack it at the, the, the top level. I mean, a lot of these Arsenal players have never been there before, so it's uncharted territory. But, you know, that Aaron Ramsdale save late in the game, you just think, well, could that win the title for Arsenal? We'll, we'll only time will tell in that. But and also, I think Arteta, you know, he's lived and breathed uh, title victories with uh, Guardiola at Manchester City, so he knows what's required. Um, so... You know, there were, there were doubts over Arteta in his first couple of years uh, at the Emirates, but um, fair play to him. He's galvanised them in, in a title race that people have fallen by the wayside. I think that's the way it usually happens. If you think back to the Manchester United uh, title victories, OK, some vintage Manchester United sides, but quite often it was the opposition that just fell away as the season uh, unfolded. And teams that I thought would be up there, Arsenal... Uh, I, I thought would be pretty good but I thought Liverpool would be there I thought Chelsea would be there and I thought Spurs would be there or thereabouts and I suppose they are there or thereabouts in fifth place so um, you know there's, there's a few who faulted that was the word that you used they have uh, but and it, it, or Arsenal haven't faulted they've lost three games all season and that is a, the, the form of a team that uh, could, could win the title it's whether they win or not lose another couple of games in the last uh, eight games of the season. And we're about to find out in what's going to be an exciting next few weeks. Unai Emery taken over as manager of Aston Villa, suddenly sixth on the table. I mean, it's just been a remarkable turnaround. Uh, previous Arsenal manager as well. What is he bringing to the Premier League? What is he bringing well, to Aston Villa that's been missing? Yeah, well, he got mocked at Arsenal, didn't he? And, and, and he left English football, really, with his reputation tarnished and... Uh, went back to Spain and, and proved what a, a good mani- manager he is. So, uh, fair play to uh, Unai Emery, uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, it, it is. Just looking at the league table now, sixth place, as you say. And who would have thought that with Aston Villa, with all that dogfight that's going on at the bottom end of the table, and yet Villa are up there looking for European places. Um, Brighton and Brentford faltering slightly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Villa have had a, a great... Uh, uh, finish to the season and it vindicates really the decision to get rid of Steven Gerrard um, and uh, another, you know, Roy Hodgson going back at Crystal Palace and you're thinking, wow, they suddenly they've won a couple of games in Crystal Palace under the, own, uh, under the managership, I should say, of Roy Hodgson, 75 years of age, looking a lot healthier. So it just shows what two or three wins can do. They can catapult the team up the table. And uh, it's, it's, I, I just looking at the Premier League table, the neutrals will want Arsenal to win. Part of North London, half of North London will want Arsenal to win the title. But also, it's, it's quite refreshing, to be honest with you. And I know it might sound surprising 
Liverpool and Manchester City fan, but it's quite refreshing to see names like Aston Villa and Newcastle United and Arsenal mm. up near the top of the table. Mm. Frank Lampard coming back in um, as an interim manager for Chelsea, a return, a club that only sacked him a few years ago. This hasn't gone down that well uh, with a lot of English footballing pundits and it almost sort of summarises, I guess, the chaos, uh, maybe the leadership, the front office that is currently in charge at Chelsea. Oh, yeah, I just think it's chaos. I just think it's absolute... uh, It's a farce, really. It's a fiasco, the way that Chelsea have gone. The the amount of money that's been uh, spent and now Frank Lampard, just another twist in this saga the return of, of Frank Lampard. And yet here they are uh, on the threshold of, of uh, potentially a place, uh, you know, in the Champions League semi-final. All right, they've got to negotiate Real Madrid and then Manchester City or Bayern Munich. But uh, So they've still got some silverware on offer for them. But 11th place for Chelsea. You would not have thought that Chelsea would be uh, propping up the top half of the table uh, at all, but mm. and the Frank Lampard saga, I think, and the fact that he's going back, it just shows what a charade the whole thing mm. is. It's just a, a laughing stock, really, Chelsea, um, and uh, they just can't get it right, can they? They just, I think Graham Potter's better off out of there, really. I think he's too good for that place. So that might sound bizarre to say that, but I just felt sorry for him. Mm. I just think he, he was he was ridiculed, you know, the the, the Harry Potter jibes, and uh, I, I just think he's better off. He, he you know, he'll get a, a decent job. Uh, Graham Potter and Frank Lampard's probably just thinking, well, I've got an opportunity back at uh, the club that uh, adore me to try and prove myself. But uh, he didn't start in the best of ways, did he, with that defeat at Wolves? We're talking the English Premier League with footballing commentator Andy Buckley. Andy, I sort of mentioned at the top of this interview uh, that at the start of the season, no one really had picked Arsenal. In fact, everybody was talking about City versus Liverpool. Liverpool fell by the wayside early. Okay, that opened the door. Manchester City with Haaland, everybody having been signed, expected to run away with us. That hasn't been the case. Where have City maybe just struggled a little bit? Why are they not winning this league by 17 points at the moment? Because it comes back to the, uh, uh, not the issue, but I suppose the the magic of the Premier League, the fact that it's impossible uh, to predict with any real accuracy how teams are going to get on. Manchester City have, have dropped points against uh, some of the lesser lights in the table. Um, and all right, an emphatic win at uh, Southampton over the weekend. But they've dropped points against teams that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah, yeah, but, so but, 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 but Andy, on paper though, and you look at the squad, you look at the budget, you look at the amount of money, they are still a better side than Arsenal. Well, yeah, but they are. But that's the magic of sport, though, isn't it? The unpredictability. And you just can't, um, you, you, you know, you can't predict with any kind of uh, accuracy that City are going to beat a certain team. Um, it, it's just the way it is. And also, I, I think one of the things, I think that Ruben Diaz getting back into the heart of the defence uh, has been a real plus in the last few weeks for City. But there is a vulnerability at the back of the Manchester City defence. Certain teams have uh, have exposed it in uh, this season. I remember seeing the Fulham game last autumn at uh, the Etihad and, and Fulham went away. I think they lost that game, but they were very unlucky. Brentford won at City. Um, you know, we've got Bayern Munich to come midweek in the Champions League. And, uh, you know, as a City fan, I'll be there to watch that game. 
and uh, you know great uh, anticipation excitement in Manchester with 48 hours to go to that game but there's at the back of my mind I know that Bayern Munich all right I'm not sure what kind of force they are compared with yesteryear but they could rip City apart uh, at the back and uh, that vulnerability will get exposed by the best teams in Europe and it also on the on the odd occasion it will come up a cropper Mm. in the Premier League as well. But how big a disaster would it be for Manchester City, Manchester City fans, with everything that's been achieved over the last five years, if you suddenly come away this season with nothing, which potentially could end up happening? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and also, I think if you think of the fixture list as well, um, it's just scary. I mean, Manchester United faced this in 1999 when they won the treble. You know, and City can emulate what United did, what, 24 years ago. Uh, well, you've got a Champions League game, then you've got an FA Cup semi-final, you've got uh, a league game coming up in midweek. City have just had a blank week leading up to the Southampton game, which was absolute godsend for them to have seven days without having a midweek fixture on the back of the international fixtures. Um, so, you know, now the starting gun has been fired and uh, it, it's very difficult because the, the, they come thick and fast, these games, midweek games. Every game is so precious, matters so much, and it is going to be to to to, to and that's where Arsenal can think. Well, okay, we we've we've got a, a clear run now at the Premier League. Uh, City haven't, so that's where it, it gets very very tricky as far as City, and that's that's one of the problems of the English league that I don't think some of the European teams, as they're going towards the business end of the season, face that challenge. I don't think in Germany and in Spain you have that same kind of pressure of the intensity of the fixtures and the standard of the opposition as well. Mm. Um, which is possibly why Real Madrid have done so well, not taking anything away from an excellent Real Madrid team, not just the last decade, but previous decades as well. Phenomenal record in Europe. But they, like Bayern Munich, haven't had the, uh, the pressures that there are in England, which is why... Surprise, surprise. Well, that's where the money is. That's where all, really all the, the big names are. That's where people want to play because they pay the top dollar because the, you know, that's what makes it such a global sport. That's the brand of the Premier League. Andy, just before we do let you go, just quickly want to talk about the battle for relegation or avoiding relegation. Southampton, you'd suggest, are probably going to go down. Bottom of the table on 23 points. Leicester. Boy, one of the great stories in English Premier League football, what, only six, seven years ago when they won the title. Nottingham Forest only just promoted this year. They're currently sitting 18th, they're on 27 points. But then above them, you've got Everton on 27, Leeds on 29, Bournemouth on 30, West Ham on 30, Wolves on 31. And then probably out of the relegation race is Crystal Palace. But where do you see this one going? I mean, there are just certain clubs that, if they were to go out of the English Premier League, I, I don't know. It's just the English Premier League just just wouldn't be the same. Yeah, I know, um, but I, I I wouldn't have a guess. I wouldn't be able to guess as to who is going to go down. Apart from, I think I think you're right. I think Leicester and Southampton are doomed. Uh, having said that, Leicester are only two points off uh, uh, Everton, who are in seventeenth. So it's only a win. Let's face it. But I just think the the momentum isn't with Southampton, isn't with Leicester. And then over the rest of them, I think it's impossible to say. Bournemouth would have been one of my tips to go down, but they've 
done reasonably well. I think Leeds could be vulnerable. I think losing 5 on home to Crystal Palace is an ominous sign. Uh, so I think Leeds could could look a little bit dodgy. Nottingham Forest. Somehow I think Everton will escape. There'll be a lot of people who want to see Everton go down. I'm not sure what, what your view is in, as a Liverpool fan, but um, you know some, some people say, well, Everton deserve it uh, for the way they've been mismanaged. So Everton out of the top flight, I wouldn't have a problem with that, to be honest with you, for a, uh, a season at least. But I, I just think Forest or Leeds would be my favourites to go down. Andy Buckley, appreciate your time on the show this morning. Thank you. Pleasure.